Father, we thank you for this word, Lord. Father, I ask it to be flesh inside of us, Lord. Father, as we're um, as you're perfecting your love in us, God, that we will walk in truth and love, Father God, in grace, Father God, enduring the cross, Father God, picking up our cross, denying ourselves, Father God, holding on to those things that are lovely, pure, good, and thinking on things above, Lord, not on things of the earth, Lord, that'll perish and be burned up with fire, God, but thinking on what remains, God, and let our where our heart is, let our treasure where our treasures, let our heart be there, Father God, and let our, our hearts, our treasures are in the kingdom, God. Our hearts are in the kingdom. Thank you, Father God, that our hearts are in you, Father God, and you and us, God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Today's message is called Um Perfecting Love. When we're walking in love, fear has no hold on us. When we're walking in love, anger has no hold on us. When we're walking in love, rebellion has no hold on us. Anxiety has no hold on us. Selfishness has no hold on us. Worry has no hold on us. Discouragement has no hold on us. Rejection has no hold on us. Offense has no hold on us. And we can go on and on. The key to everything for peace, joy, and righteousness is walking in love. Because we can believe and know all those things, but until we're manifesting and actually walking in love, and that's what God's perfecting in us as we abide in Him and He abides in us, we will bear one of the fruits is love. But most of our problem is our love. Most of the things that we come in uh, contact with is because of our lack of love. 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And though I give have had the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have the faith that can remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long, it's kind, and envieth not, vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not its own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity but in the truth, Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there will be prophecies, they'll fail. Whether there will be tongues, they'll cease. Whether the knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when perfect, per- perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, understood as a child, and thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face... And we know in part, but when then shall we know, even as we are known? And we now abide with faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest is love. So, we even see, so what is love? Even us, these are acts of kindness, but even, let's say, we go on mission trips, right? And we don't have love in our hearts. That pleases God, but you're not going to have a big harvest. It's not going to profit you much, right? Because... Even and if you give your whole body as a sacrifice and even to be crucified on a cross and you don't have love, it's not. The Muslims, they they do that stuff. They do a lot of sacrifices, but they don't have. God is love. Their God is hate. So that's Satan. They have, uh, so that's what's filling their heart, but they do some of the things Christians do. So if Christians don't perfect love, it's not, it's not, it, it's, so he's saying that prophets are nothing. Not that God doesn't want us to be a living sacrifice, of course. But to be a living sacrifice and not have perfect love perfected in us, we become a sounding brass. It means we're doing all the Christian things, but people don't want to hear it. So when we perfect love, and boldness comes, and love will be perfected. So, I got some. And then we're, there's a couple areas I'm going with this. But when we're walking in love, we're actually walking in the Spirit, because God is love. And those that love Him shall worship Him in spirit and in truth. So you can't really bring the truth of God until you're really walking in the love of God. Or you bring the truth, but you can't have the benefits of the truth. And that's why people say you can have all mysteries and know everything, know all truth, but um, you won't have the full benefits. So God wants us to be strong in the fullness of the whole entire thing. Now I got it and I wanted to get in the message Bible because it kind of preaches itself. It gives it a narrative of it. Of love. Though I speak in human elegances and angel ecstasies, but don't love, I'm nothing but a creaking, rusty door gate. If I speak 
God's word with power, revealing all the mysteries and making everything plain so everyone can see it. And I have not, and I have faith that can move mountains. I have faith that can heal the sick. Faith that can increase. And don't love. I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor, even to to and, to, and my body to the stake and am burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've got nowhere. So no matter what I say and what I believe and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than itself. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others. It's always, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of sins of others, doesn't reveal when others gravel, takes pleasure in the flowering of the truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going till the end. Love never dies. And it goes on with the other stuff. Well, I don't know one person in the body of Christ yet that I've seen that hasn't fell into one of those lists right there. But God wants to bring the church to that level. Mm-hmm. There's not, I don't know, preacher on, on it, God TV. Not. The only one was Jesus. But God says that Christ will be formed in us. So we get upset when we, like this morning, I the computer went. I got in the flesh and I got angry because the computer, and the, the printer, I mean, to print the thing. And it's like, oh, Great, great timing, but well, I gotta die some more. Die to myself. Die to because I shouldn't even. That shouldn't even bother me. Nothing. Nothing will bother us. No one can offend us. We'll never get angry because we're not offended. No one ever can hurt us to get angry. We can't get our feelings hurt. So this is actually the the, the antidote, the answer to peace. And God's always been the answer to any peace. God's always been the answer to any joy. But everyone says to the world, "There's keys and everything." But it's always been the key has been to die. To self, die to the world, die to the things that have us bound, the things that give us pleasure, mm-hmm. but ultimately they're broken cisterns. They never satisfy. The only thing that can satisfy us is the river of living water, is the cup that Jesus gives us, and we never thirst again. And we just keep seeking Him. We just keep going after Him. And as we go after Him and go after Him, we keep drinking. He's the only thing that satisfies us. So when we get apart from Him, we try to get other things that satisfies us, we get out of love. And then we get discouraged and then things because we're out of Christ and we're, we're breaking ourselves off from the vine. And then there's a false love that's in the church. Everything, it's, they want, it's affection. I'm showing God affection because I'm out on the street ministering, but it's not love. That's just obedience. That's just... And then people come in to church and you, you hug them and give them a kiss and, uh, or, or uh, whatever in the old old te- in, in the old. You know, in the New Testament church, they would actually, the men would even, they would kiss. They would say, greet him with a heavenly kiss, right on the cheek. And in the church would feel, oh, they're so kind and loving. That's not really love. Love has has something to back it. And when we love and walk in love, Satan's done. There's nothing he can do to us. There's nothing he can affect us with. So people say, so we have to yield and let God's love be. And then he lets us see where, I mean, God could just, you know, everyone thinks I came to church, I got saved, and I walked out, and I'm walking in perfect love. No, then every, the church would be so, I mean, everyone would be, it's, it takes, it takes a, a work of the Holy Spirit, and it takes the yielding to God's process, and it takes the fire of God to burn out the things, and it's all those things that we've been hearing and, and, and believing and seeing. But in 1 John 4, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone into the world, whereby you know that they are the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus has come, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And he, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, wherefore you have heard that it should come, and already is in the world. But he says, You are of God. Everybody said, Of God. Okay. Little children. And have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And how many know that God is love? Yeah. Right? So God says, it's Satan says, God is love. Yeah. So if God is love, and we always say, oh God, does God love me? Well, you got to look at what he did on the cross. Um, now, how many know that the cross is a very, it showed two things to the maximum. It showed God's love to the most extreme. And it also showed his Anger for sin to the mass extreme. And with that, 
nothing can separate us from the love of God. Because how many know it would be easy to sacrifice? Why do you think they took the little lamb for seven days and they said, you got to keep it seven days. What to fall in love with it? It's so cute and cuddly. Oh, and then say, then kill it after the 14 or seven days because it wouldn't just, oh, go scroll, grab a lamb off the field. It, the, um, God wanted them to get attached to it. How much more do you think attached God was to his son and now us that are born again? And nothing can separate us from his love, not tribulation, but we can separate us from receiving his love and we do it all the time. By fear, by unbelief, by denying him, by um, sin. All those things separate us, but he loves us just the same. And God even loves the world and he'll love them even till the end, but he can't separate himself from his word. So he loves... The, he said, God so loved the world that He gave His Son. Because that, that you, when you see the cross, you must see how much God loves the world and us. Because He could have done anything. He said, oh, I'm just, I could just take... But he, he did the perfect sacrifice. The perfect sacrifice He took without any sin. And it was His Son. That was which gave it so much power. Because how many know... And then, and when, and when Isaac was offered up, that was very powerful. But he didn't make him go through with it. But he was seeing his heart. He was saying, "What would be we put in front of God in place of an idol? Are we ready to put it on the altar for Him?" Shows our love for Him. And God showed His love for the world by putting His Son on the altar, the most valuable and precious thing that He had. And the Holy Spirit and the Father are one, but He sent His Son. And now we're one with God too, once we become born again into the kingdom of God. So now God is inside of us, greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. So, how many know that if, if somebody said, um, there's you and a stranger, and he said, okay, one of you has got to die, you need to pick which one's going to die. Um, um, Joe would probably, okay, I've known Joe longer than he's known Roman. And, and right then, this is the, um, oh thanks. This is the, there's three of us. And the commandment came to Joe. You need to kill somebody right now. And it's a commandment from God. Either kill Shane or kill Roman. I bet you it's going to be really hard. But at the end of the day, Joe's known me longer than he's known Roman. I bet you he's going to pick me. What would you pick? <laughs> oh boy, you're putting this situation. I don't know. I'd probably pick your son. I mean, you wouldn't pick your son. Right? I'll pick Roman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're not you're not Roman's father. Yeah, so do you see what I'm saying? But ultimately, he just wants to say because he loves because it's hard. But you know, and God, but most likely we do anything for our son, right? That's why God chose His Son to die for us to show us how much He loves us. He didn't just pick any old animal. He didn't just go and pick up, you know, even Elijah and say, Elijah, I want you to go to the altar, and you know that, or even Adam. He picked his son from heaven and sent him down in the form, in, in, in the spirit. And, and, and he was birthed, right? So that was showing his love too. And also, to die for the sin of the world, at the same time showed you how much he hates that he would allow his son to die for sin. So we have two ultimate major extremes there. He says, They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. But we are of God, and he that heareth, God heareth us, he that is of God heareth not us, whereby know that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Someone doesn't trust you, someone doesn't believe you when you're speaking of God, they're just of the world. Spirit of God, those that are bear witness, hear the spirit of God, and they follow it. Whereby you know that the spirit of truth. Whereby, let us love, everybody say love. Love, love one another, for love is of God. And every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not is not of God, for God is love. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that He had sent His only... Well, that kind of demonstrated right before I did that, so that's so awesome. His only Son into the world, that we might live through Him. So every time you feel that God doesn't love you, you better look at the cross. doesn't matter what you... Done. How many know that we're all growing in Him or haven't been perfected? So if we go to Him and say sorry, or we go to Him and say, Oh God, I blew it. We might not feel it because we, we're still under this world of condemnation stuff. But how many know if you're if the minute Isabel does something wrong, comes to me and says she's sorry, I don't hold it against her. I'm not mad at her. And even if I, even if we are a little bit upset, still doesn't it just melt your heart? 
Well, how much more do you think God's perfected in that than humans? Amen. Amen. That's right. So in this was the manifestation that God loved toward us because he God sent his only begotten son here in his love that we are lo- love God, but he loved us and sent his son. So every time we push God's love away, yeah, that's what hurts him. How many know that when you love someone, you want to give them something and they say to you, well, I don't deserve it. But you're like, I'm not giving it to you because you earned it or it was a reward. I'm giving it to you because I love you. And when God sent His Son on the earth, He gave us Jesus because He loved us. Not because He wanted to take Him away from us every time we did something wrong. But He gave us Jesus so love can be perfected in us. That God could actually um, live with us, walk with us, and reign with us on the earth and have relationship with us. Not just Sunday morning um, affection where we we just come here because we want to give God a little kiss. But then we want to live our whole lives for ourselves. But God said, you are to love me with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all that is within you. Just like I did and when I sent my son. They're in love that we love God and he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man, but he's saying we ought to. means that needs to be perfected. But that has to be our ultimate goal. And not what religion tells us love is. The real love of God. People, if Jesus walked today in the church, they'd say he's not walking in love. Because he was bold. He knew his identity. He knew where he came from. He knew his assignment. He knew he had to die. He knew he couldn't put up with stuff. People think love is just because you put up with a lot of nonsense. No, that's not love. That's just stupid. We don't put up with nonsense and we don't put up with sin and we don't put up with me. Putting up with doesn't mean we love, but we love. We don't hold that against the person. It frees us. People do wrong to us, we don't hold it against We free ourselves. We don't put up with stuff because Jesus didn't put up with it. He didn't even put up with their lack of faith. He rebuked them. But in the church today, that's not love. Let them go. No. If you're walking in love, we just, we just call off a lot of the things. So none of us are there yet, but that's what God's doing in us. The love of God will be perfected in us. No man has seen God at any time. If you love one another, God dwells in us, and His love is perfected in us. Perfected, that means it's a process. Whereby know that we dwell in Him. Herein is us, because He has given us His Spirit. And he has seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and him, he in God. And we know, we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God is in him. Wherefore, where, wherein is our love made perfect? That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Boldness in the day of judgment. Love perfects boldness. Religion will say boldness is pride. Religion will say boldness is not love. Love perfects boldness. Jesus didn't say to others. Jesus didn't hold it against Judas right at the table. Jesus Jesus didn't do it. And that's where God wants to take us. And a lot of people are are actually... um, affectionate to God and Jesus, but not really in love with Him. Because when you're in love with God, first of all, it says we obey Him. When we're in love with God, we think we think about Him all day long. He's number, He's for, it, it's the kingdom first is right. When we're really in love with God, we're, love is being perfected in us really quickly. What we have is an affection towards God, which hasn't manifested true, true love. Which means we come on Sunday, and I'm, we have a really good house here, but I'm talking generally the church, let's just say, but really we're talking about right here too. And it, it, the Bible says we were, he, we, we, Jesus was talking about the generation that they worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. When we're really walking in the full love of God and love God, our heart is with Him 100%. It's not just part, right? So when we're walking with Jesus, He has all of our heart. So when He has all of our heart, he can actually, we can actually be transformed into his image a lot quicker. But in ult, ult, ultimately, we come sometimes just as Judas to church on Sunday, and we come there and say, "Oh Lord," and we want to show other people that don't even love them 
who he is, but really we don't love him. Judas came to betray him, not to, but he betrayed him with a kiss. That was an affection. Why would he show him affection and he didn't really love him? God said that's what we do in church in America all the time. Today, we give him our little hour on Sunday and our little this, but we live for ourselves. We live selfish, not with unconditional love, and we love ourselves more than him. But how many knows when we love him more than we love ourselves, he pours his love on us and we don't even need to love ourselves because God's love is so overwhelming and it takes us so over the top that when we get lost in Him, we're actually benefiting from everything that He did and there's no need to... We love ourselves. We love our neighbor as ourselves because we're so in love with ourselves because God is so full of... It's really God in us that we're loving because we have nothing to love anyway because without Him. So, you know, Judas was was bringing them to that, but He gave them a kiss because that was how they showed affection. Mm -hmm. But He's like, you right then... He said, you betray me with a kiss. We want to go in the world and show people Jesus, but we're, we're only giving Jesus our affection. A lot of us um, only are with our spouses or stay with spouses because we like the affection, but we don't really live in love. Mm-hmm. We want the benefits of the cross. We want the benefits of being married to someone. We want the covenant, but we only want the lust part. We just would get it because what that person can do for us. Or because we go sleep with that person and we don't want to miss, lose that because then we're all alone and then the Bible says we can't be with other people. So, But really, it's all about love. Love means you'll lay down your life for that person. You're not just with that person for what they can give you. And that's where the church stands saying, oh God, I want it because I want to be free. Oh God, I want it. But God says, I want your heart to be because you love me. And when you love me, then the love, my love is perfected in you. So whoever confesses Jesus as the Son, he know, believe that love of God dwelleth in God, and love dwelleth God, and God is in him. Wherefore, the love of God is perfected, and we have boldness in the day of judgment. We have boldness in the day when people accuse us. Because we're in such relationship with him, we actually know who we are. And we're in relationship with him. If you're just um, affectionate with, with, with um, somebody, and you don't really feel their love, you just feel affection... A lot of people basically not in church get married for lust. It's not really for love. So a lot of people come to church for lust because they like religion. They like the benefits. They like knowing they're not going to hell. But they like thinking that they're, 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 this one time they go to church is going to uh, relieve the religious duty that God's expecting. But God doesn't want that. He said, they worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So God's like, keep your lips and give me your heart. You know what I'm saying? It's like... He's like, you, you're showing this false affection. But I've known it the whole time, he said to him. So you betray me with a kiss. And God's saying, a lot of, we need to stop betraying him with our, giving him our worship song. He said, you worship me with your lips. He didn't even talk about, the tongue is really what says, the, the, the tongue is a root. Really the lips are a form of affection. We've always said the lips, so we sing praises to God and we really don't love him. But it's really the tongue that speaks and the lips Keep the knowledge, hold it in, but the lips are for affection. That's what the lips are, are for. So it's funny that Judas betrayed him with affection, but his heart was far from him, right? So what is our job? To love God with all of our heart. Because it's impossible to be religious and think we're going to perfect the love of God. And then we live in torment and anxiety and all these things that, that affect us because we really are just affectionate. with the. We're really just affectionate with Jesus. We love, we, we come and we kiss Him, but we're, we, we're not walking fully with Him. And how can we love our neighbor as ourself when really it's impossible to love yourself till you love God with all your heart? Because then you don't see who you really are and you don't... So fear has torment. So if you're always afraid you're going to go to hell every time you make a mistake, the love of God's not perfected in you. Because God's not really planted in you because you're just being affectionate. If you want... And I pray it's right now. God said, hey, you know what? If I stay at this level where just a few hundred people on internet hear the messages and this group of people is where God, and that's the level He, he takes us when He, all the prophecies and whatever, you know what? You got to love them. You know what I'm saying? When we start to look ahead without being satisfied with what, we, what He's done and doing, Amen. we'll get off on the gifts. 
We'll get off on casting out demons. We'll get off on showing, getting on Facebook and trying to... We'll, those type of things, even though God has ordained things to, to, to multiply and get bigger, we ultimately will lose our love walk with them. So that's the key right there to having, because He won't let you go any further. If you're stuck in your marriage and it hasn't gone any further, well, check your love walk with God and with your spouse. Not your affections. Not, oh, I'm going to... I'm gonna. How many know when we do things, it's because... We're, we're like, oh, I'm going to have a date night with my wife. Why? Why do you have a date night with your spouse? Because your marriage is in trouble, right? You only create these affectionate things because your love is lacking. But when the love is in, in the level where it's supposed to be, affection is automatic. And it's from the heart. It's not like, so when Judas came to give him a kiss, it was a false sign of affection. And God said, people come to church all around America and all through the world, and they betray them with a kiss because it's a it's a false form of affection. Yeah, I go to church every Sunday. Yeah, but do you love Him with all of your heart and all that? Because that's where your freedom lies. That's where torment stops. That's where you fi- actually find your identity. So basically, what we do is we love God. Like the joy of our salvation goes because the the joy that we're looking for is in loving God with all of our heart and all of our mind and all that is within us. And all that is within us must be God as well. Right? So it says, Here in the love of God is made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in the world. So, we God doesn't want us to continue to walk in fear. We should have the mentality that, I don't know if I want to say it, I say, but I'm once saved and I'll always be saved. And not... To know God's love, even if when you make a mistake, you know He loves you and He forgives you. Not that you need to... Now, I come. I want to come to prayer every... I don't want people to come to prayer because they want something for God or because they're showing that they, they want to show the people that they're affectionate with God. Yeah. Because I don't come to prayer because I want to show other people. I want to come to prayer because I love God. Not because I want to show other people that I love Him. Like Judas did with a kiss. Amen. He was trying to deceive the other disciples too, and but Jesus knew right away. And so did the, the other ones. And he said, you betrayed. And then somebody's like trying to argue with me about my post about giving my allegiance to to um, that thing I posted yesterday. It, it kind of, it's been a while and it was even in the book, but it took off with a lot of uh, like 40 something shares or something. And, and I'm like, oh, that's weird because... Just weird how you can post something one day and nobody sees it, and then all of a sudden everybody sees something. I don't know what's up with that, but it, it's got like a hundred. And I was like, and then he's like, "Well, we got to pray for our governor, pray for our president." We we have a lot. and he said that I pledge my allegiance to them, and he's a Christian. I said, "Yeah, yeah," and I said, "But one day your leader is going to be Satan himself, the Antichrist in the world. You going to pray for him?" People are like, "Oh, that's you know, where where where's the buck going to stop?" And then this, then he comes back and said, "Well, Paul gave his allegiance to his Roman, his Roman whatever because he was in jail." I said, and I said to the guy, "Because they're just they're just religious spirits." And I said, "Yeah." And Peter cut cut someone's ear off. What are you trying to tell me? That was my quick answer from the Holy Spirit. Huh? You know, people want to. And I said, "Is Paul God?" So what? Just because Paul said something he did, I want to know what Jesus did. You know. Peter cut, they weren't perfect. Yeah, Paul might have made his allegiance to get out of jail, but it doesn't make a doctrine. It doesn't make our allegiance to anything but God. My allegiance is not to Israel. My allegiance is not to anything but God. My covenant is with the cross and Jesus. Not with this world. Not with this nation. I mean, you you can uh, love this country, but you can't really love this country. Because this country is the world. God said, "Hate hate the world and the things of the world. God didn't make America. America was made for man, and they tried to establish some godly principles, but countries were made. God God sent Jesus. Satan is the prince of this world, whether it's Russia. Even only country you can say that was really formed by God was Israel, and they're continuously turning their back on God. But that's the only nation he said. I don't even know. It doesn't say in the Bible where he named any other nation but Israel. So why do we make the United States of America God's nation? One day it won't be. It's a great thing that this is a nation that had godly principles, but it isn't anymore. And we need to pray for our leaders as long as they're godly and they're not the devil. I'm not going to pray for Satan when he's... We're going to know, hey, that's the Antichrist. There's no repenting in him. So why would I pray for God to save the devil? 
You know, we need to come with the word and be walking in the spirit when we know how to love. But religion will say, oh, you got to love. Well, no, that's an evil leader. I'll pray he, he gets delivered. I'll pray, but I'm not going to bless him. I'll bless him because the Bible says, uh, bless, those that if he, bless those that curse. Because you're actually just, when God says bless those that curse you, he's like, don't receive the curse. Just bless them back and they'll bounce back. No, no one can curse what God's blessed. Amen. God bless you means... God, in other words, you're saying, I'm blessed. There you go. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. You can't touch this. When you know you're God's son, you got to say to the devil, you can't touch this. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the whole thing. Until we're walking in love, the devil's going to continue to eat our lunch. Because if we're not walking in the full love of God, then how many know that God's not... You can say, God, get this. Remove this. And he's like, I can't. We're always whining. God, I've been crying out to God. Crying out to God. Well, did you take authority? Did you pick up your sword? God didn't say he was going to remove the devil. He didn't say every time the devil comes at you, I'm just going to get rid of him the minute you say, take it, God. Know what he's doing? He's waiting for you to take authority. He said, I've given you all authority. Amen. You're going to tread on scorpions. Religion, we always want to, I haven't been praying. God didn't say fast to get rid of the devil either. I've been fasting and praying. And God didn't say fast and pray for people to get saved. We fast and pray because we love Him. And we're getting in the flesh and we want to kill that flesh because we love Him. Not because we want to be affectionate to Him. That doesn't show our affection to Him. If He leads us in a fast, that means you, we, we've been actually getting off track with our love walk with Him. If you're a perfect love of God, there's no need to fast. When you're walking with Him, there's no need. The reason we fast is because we're trying to clear the channels of our flesh. So when we fast, and also God sometimes sees our act of reaching out to Him, and in His sovereignty, He'll touch us. But He never said that His sovereignty was the answer. He said that the answer was our authority over the devil. So it says, be steadfast and unmovable. So when Satan comes, you need to keep fighting. And it says, resist the devil and he'll flee. Right? Submit to the love of God, and the devil will have to flee. The minute you say, he might come back the next day or the next minute, and say, and you might not believe it, because he's, but if you really know God's love, you're not going to let him lie to you because you're so valuable. If you see that you're one with, with Jesus and that he loves you so much that you were crucified with Jesus on the cross, that means he loved you just as much as he loved his son, that he died on the cross and we're seated with him because he, we were crucified with Christ. It's, then it's no longer us that live, but there's no, there, you're going to keep living until we let God, the perf- God's love, perfect love, be perfected in us. God doesn't want our affections, He wants our heart. And that's why we get in, in arguments and divisions and things with one another, because our love walk is getting, uh, so we need to focus on that. How do you do it? Well, you yield to the Holy Spirit and you can stay connected to God. That's what Satan wants to come. He wants to disconnect you. And you'll, because we, most of us, react with feelings and emotions, that's how we, we, instead of the Word of God and what He did on the cross, that's why we're always, always operating by what we feel. But if we're, if but earlier I got angry, and I say, well, I'm angry because now God's angry with me because I missed it, then I'm, I'm not a son, I'm a bastard. Because it's not the mistakes I make that God loves us because then He would say nothing can separate me from His love. Now, if I choose to just walk in anger and I'm not going to go to the cross, well, there's going to be, there will be so many um, things that will come my way that God didn't plan for me. But that was my choice, not His. We choose to walk away from the love of God. He's right where we leave Him, right at the cross. And He's always there for us. But He said this, He said, my... Don't cry out for me. Take authority. I went to the cross so I can give you back the authority that Adam had in the garden. So when the enemy comes and says that God, that I don't love you, you, you know that you look to Jesus on the cross and say, Satan, you're a liar. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Satan, your days are numbered. God said that his love is in me. And lo- perfect love cast out fear. So you have no fear of me because I receive God's love. And I'm not going to be afraid of my brothers and sisters leaving me because God, the love of God's perfecting in us. But when our love, when our love walk with God, God is messed up. Then our love walk with one another gets messed up. It's first ladder. What's this way? Vertical, vertical and then it's horizontal. If our vertical love walks, then our that's what. See, so that's it right there. So we got to perfect that, 
and then this gets perfected. And it all gets done staying connected with Him. God doesn't want our affection. He wants our love. John 15, 1-11 I am the true vine, and my Father is the husband. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit is taken away, and every branch that beareth fruit is purged, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean to the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. And the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No one can except you abide in me. There's the answer right there. Oh, I'm trying to love. Well, don't stop trying and just yield and abide with Jesus. You can't do something in the flesh. And that's what religion wants us to do. It's not affection people are looking for. It's the real love of God. You can go hug someone on the street and kiss them all day long. They say, well, that's a nice person. But love has power. And love leaves a mark. And love never fails. So if we are taking record of wrong, we're not operating the God's love. If we're trying to prove ourselves to make people love us, then that's not really God's love. That's humanistic love. Humanistic love is... Um, it's like spiritual masturbation. You want to do everything on your own. God didn't create us to do everything on our own. God created us to be connected to Him that He can do everything for us. Humanism wants to do everything in their own power. God's love, He just let He just takes over and operates through us. So when we just yield to Him and stop striving and allow the love of God to be perfected in us, but we need to know our identity. So we need to know Jesus and the power of His resurrection and why we're on the earth and why He commands us to love and why He loves us. Because He first loved His Son and now we're one with His Son. And He chose us first, right there. He chose us first. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and I in Him. The same forth is much fruit. And what are, what are the fruits He's looking for? One of them is love. Patience, kindness, meekness, long-suffering, gentleness temperance, meekness. With that, there's no unforgiveness. There's no offense. There's no anger, right? So when we're getting... it's not going in this little corner and pray. It doesn't do it. It's not praying. The secret place isn't even the prayer. The secret place is in the cleft is in Christ. And if prayer gets you there, then pray. But it's not go in the little closet and shut the door and make that your secret place. Your secret place is... Enjoy peace and righteousness in Him. Yes. And it's walking in the Spirit. You can be in the secret place right now in that seat right where you're at. Yep. See, religion has said, oh, go to your... And we always like, oh, i got to get in prayer to get right. No, you get right right there in your heart right there. And you pray because God's calling you to pray because He, you need to be interceding or doing whatever you need to do. And you're praying because you love Him. Yeah. So the secret place is in Him. And all of it. That's where revelation is. Yeah. It's not in the prayer closet. But if your mindset says, I get more revelation when I'm vacuuming at the... If I'm in a good place, and I'm when I'm vacuuming. Because there's probably that noise, and I'm preoccupied, and that's how my brain's working. And I'm doing that, but I'm really not paying attention, but I'm in a program myself. So I'm really with Him, but I'm moving. And that's probably why they invented that, that spinning thing for kids with... But... It's harder for me to hear God when I'm doing something, unless I'm doing something that I'm so used to doing that I can do it almost blindfolded, but I need to just see where I'm going. So the secret place isn't in the closet with the lights off. It's in Christ, and it's hidden in Christ. And He tells His secrets to His friends. But God's letting us know that prayer shows our affection to Him. But I know people that pray all day, and they have no love. So prayer doesn't make you love. It's, it's abiding in Him. And I know people that have revelation and get all knowledge and know the Word, but they're lacking in their love walk. And I think that's the biggest... And I'm not talking about TV ministers falsing a love or religion saying, oh, just get, take them to... Taking someone to dinner doesn't show you love them. That's an act of kindness. That's one of the fruits. But love is so strong. Love takes no record of wrong. Love is, love is dead, but life. I mean dead to flesh and alive to Christ fully. Because God is, is love and God is life. You can't separate love and life. Fear is false evidence appearing real. That means Satan says you're not saved. And because you're not walking in love, you believe it. But it's not true. You're not move out of your salvation every time you get tricked up by your mind. But if you believe it, you'll have the fruits thereof. Believe that God loves you and you'll start loving more. 
you believe that God really loves you, you'll start loving people more. When you really believe that God loves you unconditionally, not how long you pray, how long you fast, or how many good deeds you do, you'll start praying more, fasting more, and doing good deeds and not even know you're doing them because you love Him. Everything becomes natural. So when we're striving to, 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 to love God because we think He's looking at what we do, we've taken our eyes off the cross and we become... Um, Religious, Because we don't have to earn our love from Him. All we have to do is receive it. I'm almost done. Too soon. Herein the Father is glorified. It says this. Abide in the, His words. And you shall... Okay. And, the, and I am the vine, you are the branches. And any man abide me, cast forth branches, withered, cast into the fire and burn. There's all the dead stuff in our life. Just let him take it away. Any man abide in me, and my words abide in him, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. When you're walking in love, everything you ask, you have it. Because there's no lust in love. Because when you're walking in the flesh, you pray to God because you want something, but you want to consume it on your desires, on your will. Even if it's something good. Even to help other people. Because you want to help. Does God want to help other people in that way right now? Being led, Being walking in the Spirit... We know exactly what God wants, and we pray for it, we have it. God wants everyone to be saved. All, all to be saved. But there's a time for that. So all we need to do is give it to God. Nail it to the cross. Perfect our love walk and trust in Him that He's going to do it. No man can come to the, to the Father unless the Spirit draws them. So the more you're, you're walking in love, the enemy can't have you focused on what hasn't been done in your ministry, in your family, and in your life, in your own life, but it's Him. So walking out of love, we start looking at everything else, trying to think that everything else can connect us to God's love. And He's like, I've done it all on the cross. All I want you to do is receive what I've done and have it perfected in you. And, as, and it says this, here the Father's glorified when we do that. So you want to you wanna really please God? Let love be perfected in you. Because that's what glorifies the Father when, when we're walking in full love. That you bear much fruit. So that you are my disciples. And as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue in my love. It says continue in His love, not our own love. The world has all their definition of love, but it's not God's love. Continue in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken unto you. He said, I'm telling you this for your own good. I'm telling you this because I love you and I don't want you in strife. He said, I don't want you in fear. I don't want you not having any peace. So he says, I told you this, that your joy might be full. When your joy is full, that means your love is full. When you're, love, when you're out of love, you can't have joy because God joy comes from Him. So it's like we put a cap on God and our... And okay, God's inside of us and His joy bubbles out of us. When we're not walking in love, it's like we cap the God out because God is love and He doesn't get out because we're, we're like, our flesh gets in the way. So as we yield to Him, we bear fruit. It's not our fruit. Everyone, go, go try to... I mean, people do it. Religion does it all the time. I'm going to try to love. I'm going to go call this person. I mean, that gets tiring. But when you just yield to the Spirit, God is love. You're just doing what you were created to do. There's no striving. Amen. He says, strive the one time Hebrews, Paul talked about entering his rest. And perfect love is perfect rest and peace. And that's where he wants to take us. And then we, even if our brother and sister come again, we're so um, sure of God and one another that we're not afraid of walking out of love. We're not afraid of anybody leaving because it's we're in perfect love. There's no fear. I'm not afraid Joe's going to uh, talk behind my back or say this. Or I'm not afraid that... This person is going to leave or this person is going to betray me. Jesus wasn't afraid of... He knew everything because he was walking in love. And these things I have spoken to you that your joy... My, my, that might Not your joy, his joy. Because it's him. Don't cap it. Might remain in you. That your joy... That now his... It's funny. He says that my joy might remain in you and that your joy may remain full. So without his joy in you, you can't have your joy remaining full. And then you have, and I have, a lot of people have that, this uh, different types of joy, but it's all false. Because unless God's love is abiding in us, the only joy we're going to get is false joy. I'm happy because our bills are paid. I get a little tick, but the next day you wake up, you're, it's, but His joy, it doesn't matter what happens, you're happy. Bills are paid or not paid, you're, you walk in joy. So, your joy is your name if someone paid your bill that week. Okay, one, one quick happiness, 
Because you had it for a second, but then you're not in God, so it doesn't last. Yep. Your joy will remain when His joy is in full in you. Amen. 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 So when you perfect His love, it's over. Satan has no dominion over us. Satan has no dominion over us. So when he comes and says this or that, it's, you know what? What do you mean? And when he sees you walking in the love of God, you're going to not be one of his targets. He's got a hit list. He said, oh, this one's here. You know, everyone's on a hit list, but it's like, well, someone that's walking the Spirit, I'm not going to waste my time with that. I'm going to wait till they get in the flesh. Oh, there it is. And he's too, so just as God is going to and fro looking for those who will do His will, looking for those that will love Him with all of His heart, the devil's also going to and fro. Look who he can steal from. Look who he can destroy. And look who he can kill. And it's all because we don't allow God's love and accept His love fully and then be fully known by Him and let Him be fully known in us by others. So Father, everyone can stand up. So Father, I ask You that um, to perfect in all of us, God, every single person, including myself, God, areas, God. Father, we want those little, um, those things that agitate us, God, to be removed out of our life. There's no agitation in love. Father, we want that one person that gets under our skin, God, that... When we're walking in love, nobody gets under our skin. Yeah. Father, we want that one, that one, that one, uh, you know, that one thing that just, oh, that just bothers you. It doesn't, it'll just stop bothering us because we walk in love. Right. God, we don't get, and we're easily offended, God, not anymore when you walk in love. Yeah. Some people are easily angered, not anymore when you walk in love. Yeah. Some people can't get their eyes off uh, lust or, or, or perversion, not anymore when you walk in love. Because when you walk in love, when you love God with all your heart, you start to walk in love. Because you only can walk in what you love. And God is love. So as we walk in Him, and His love is perfected in us, then whatever we ask, we shall have it. Because, and, and, and He said, you can have faith that moves mountains. I mean, I, we see that all the time. But I want all of that, man. I want faith that can move mountains. I want to know all things. And I also want love. Because if you don't have love, the other things don't even matter anymore. Yep. And that's the problem. That's where a lot of people get off. Because, yeah. and, and, and I don't want to just be perfected in love and, and, and then be a, be a cat. But you know what? I think when you're perfected in love, revelation just has to pop. Yep. When you're perfected in love, mm-hmm. how can you not have faith? Because there's nothing separating with the man, that, the God that invented faith. Yep. So the key is love. And people are seeking faith and trying to have miracle signs and wonders ministry and they're not perfecting love. So Father, we thank You, Lord, that we bow our heads to You, God, as a sign of humility right now, saying, God, have Your way in us, Father. We cast out fear right now, God, because we look to the cross, God, where You shed Your blood, where You were ripped, where You showed everyone how much You hated sin, but You gave away that You didn't want to leave uh, Your people in a world of sin, but You created us to have authority over the devil, that when when we submit to love, and we're rooted and grounded in love when Satan comes to deceive us, when Satan comes to trick us, when Satan comes to, to tempt us, we speak the Word back to him. It's the Word of God that cuts the enemy to shreds. It's not going and praying, God, help me! That doesn't get rid of the devil. What gets rid of the devil is your authority. When you're in love and know you're in love, when you're boldly, you boldly go to the throne of grace. You don't go weeping and crying. There's a time to do that, but not every every single time you're in oppression. Yeah. You stand, and you speak, and you declare, and you believe it, and the devil has to go. And he might, not, he might play around and lie to you because you don't think he has to go. You need to know that he has to go. And when you really know that he has to go, he goes. Yeah. Because when you know that he has to go, then you're actually praying in faith and in love, yeah. and there's nothing separating you from the love of God, and he has to go. And then when he comes back the next day, do it again. Yeah. And if he comes back again, do it again. Yeah. Amen. I know people that got healed three weeks later, it happens again. So he comes back with a false, you stand and say, no, I'm healed. Yeah. Satan, I'm healed. Spirit of infirmity, you've already been loosed. Go in the name of Jesus. But when we're not in perfect love, it's hard to believe that. It's hard to walk that out. And it's hard to love people that we actually really want to love. People that we really have been put in our lives to have covenant with because this way is messed up. First of all, we have a wrong concept of who our Father is. Second of all, we think that He's just going to do everything after we beat ourselves up. He's not. His hands are tied. They're tied. When Satan comes, Satan is using our life to create in us God's perfect love. <laughs> Satan cannot really do nothing unless we let him. 
So when we're letting Him, shows that we don't, we're not really in love with God as we think we are. We're just being affectionate. God doesn't say, how many know that you don't, you don't have a, a one-night stand with your wife? You have a covenant. Well, in religion, we always have a one-night stand with church or with a song. We fall in love with the music. God doesn't want you to come to church to fall in love with the music. It's Him. God doesn't want you to come to church because you're falling in love with religion. He wants you to fall in love with Him. Amen. God doesn't want you to come together as, as a body of believers. He wants you to come together because you love Him. And there's power. And when two or three are together, He's in the midst. Yeah. God wants you to come together because you love Him. God doesn't want you to, to lay down your life and love your brothers and sisters because... He, he wants you to be robot. It's because that shows that you love Him. He's just, all these things that happen are just showing us how much we need God's love walk perfected in us. Amen. So Father, I seal this word by the blood that you shed on Calvary, God. And Father, greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. And even though we go through the fire and walk through the fire, God, we shall not be burned. Father, even though we die to the stake, God, that our, your love is being perfected in us. We shall live for you in eternity. Amen. Father, we thank you that perfect love cast out fear. Perfect love cast out every false evidence appearing real. You might not have money in your bank account, but you're not broke. Amen. If you believe that, then love's not being perfected in you. You might have 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 a, a hurt uh, something hurt in your body, but you're healed. Amen. Yeah. I have a I, my back hurts, but. I'm still healed. Mm -hmm, yeah. That's a lie. No, it's not. Speak those things that are not as though they are, and they shall right. be. But don't speak those things that are not as though they are because you consume them on your lust. You need to be in love and know what really happened. God re Abraham really loved God, and God told him that he was going to have a son. And he kept speaking and believing it. And, and the promise happened. He wasn't a liar. God told him. God told us in our word that in his, in his word that we're healed. Perfect our love walk and we're going to see more healings. Perfect our love walk and we're going to see more hearts return back to the Father. Father, we don't want to be just affectionate with you. We don't want to betray you with a kiss, God. We want you to have all of our heart. We want to love you, God. So we yield to you the, the, the vine as a branch. Everyone just, just yield back in Him right now by faith and connect ourselves to the perfect love. Stand in Him, rooted and grounded in Him. That's the secret place. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, abide under the shadow of love, shall abide under the shadow of His presence, shall abide in the presence of the Almighty God. And the enemy hates the presence of God. You're in the presence he doesn't like, he can't stand it. The, the presence of God to the enemy is like boiling hot coals of fire. To you it's pleasant and joyful, but to him it's the glory, he can't stand it. It, man, it torments him. It torments him. And love is, and when you perfect love, glory, that's the glory of God. 